God, guys. Praise God. Oh my goodness. Today has been such a nerve-wracking day. So in case you haven't been on social media, Derek Chauvin has been guilty on all three counts. One for second-degree murder, one was for third-degree murder, and the other one was for negligence. And honestly, I remember just getting off of work and I'm getting the notifications from Fox News saying that a verdict has been, um, you know, has been reached. And I just thought to myself, like, oh my gosh, and then this is like nerve-wracking. It's almost like when you're going to the doctor's office and you're getting an STD test, you're like the the anticipation of what the doctor was going to say. That is what to that that verdict felt like. So I'm waiting and I'm waiting and I'm waiting and I'm waiting. You know, I get off of work and they said it's going to be announced in like 30 minutes. And I'm just like, oh, God, you know, they wanted me to work a double today. And I'm like, oh, no, today is 420 and they're reading the verdict. I said, oh, hell no. I need to be at my house for safety because I don't know if folks is going to be tearing up shit or, you know, folks is going to be high as a mofo. So, you know, as as the judge was reading the verdict, he said guilty. It looked like Derek Chauvin's eyes, the first thing I noticed was he was looking like, almost like, how fucking dare you? You know what I'm saying? He looked like, oh my God, I can't believe they charged me guilty. And his eyes were just batting left and right, left and left and right, left and right, left and right. And then he's guilty again, batting both left and right, left and right. When he heard that second guilty, I think it finally sunk in that he was charged because it's almost like he was in disbelief. He thought he was going to get off on this because most of the time police officers do get off, you know? And and it, it was, it was... It was like, and then he knew at what time it was like, was he put his hands behind his back and then he gets handcuffed. And my first visceral reaction was, praise God. You know what I'm saying? It's not going to bring George Floyd back, but at least we know that there is justice um, between this situation. And I just hope that now that we are slowly getting police reform, I pray that black people also value themselves and not kill each other. I know that this is a very controversial thing, but you know, sometimes in our own community, we commit the worst atrocities um, amongst ourselves. You know, if Tyrone kills Tyreek, you know, people in the hood won't snitch and tell the police who did it. And so the perpetrator is still there. So we also need to value ourselves as well and hold people accountable in our own neighborhood that keeps us, um, um, you know, keeps us in, uh, keeps us in bondage, but I'm not to digress, but I'm super happy because I'm just thinking to myself, my best friend has a three-year-old son and she had to have a conversation with her son about how to deal with the police. And at this age, I feel like there's so much weight on these new ed- these babies, you know, to worry about how to deal with the police and how not to run and how not to, you know, argue. And it's not saying that these things will always be a guaranteed factor, but we don't want them to say, oh, he deserved to die. You get what I'm saying? And when I watch the George Floyd 
video of him getting killed, I couldn't watch it all because I can't watch a black man call for his mom and nobody was able to help him. I mean, the bystanders did the best they could um, to help because people always say, well, why didn't, why didn't, you know, people go and fight the police? Have y'all forgot that the police has guns and tasers and batons to beat the shit out of people? You know, you have to almost prioritize yourself first. But I definitely want to pray for healing for all those who witnessed that because that is traumatic. It's PTSD. But I also want to thank the 17-year-old black girl for recording it. You know what I'm saying? This is where I say that black people, we got to love ourselves and appreciate ourselves. Because if it wasn't for a black girl recording it, we wouldn't have known. If it wasn't for a 9-year-old's girl testimony... Maybe that wouldn't have swayed the jury to put guilty, you know? And so with that stuff, I feel like black women should love black men and black men should love black women because we're all in this fight together and um, we shouldn't be fighting against each other um, because when situations like this, we have to come together as a community. So I am super relieved because I was just so afraid because... If there was a not guilty verdict, the whole world would be set on flames. The whole world, I mean, we saw nothing but police and a riot and tactical gear up and down the streets. And, you know, just feeling to myself, God, I hope Minnesota gets this right. I really do, because I can't imagine what the world will react if it was a not guilty verdict. And then I also found it very interesting that Derek Chauvin, now this is a random thing that I was talking to my client, Derek Chauvin's Asian wife, like <laughs> when, <laughs> when the video came up that he killed George Floyd and it was all over the internet, she was the first one to bounce. She knew what time it was. She bounced. She said, I am with Black Lives Matter. I support Black Lives Matter. And she was not there for not one trial. Sometimes, and, and, and I was just thinking, telling my friend, I was like, you know what? That's what I love about Asian and white women. They know when it's time to leave. If it was a black girl now, she'd be writing letters to the prosecutor, holding her dude down. Sometimes you just have to know when your loved one is toxic and let him go and save yourself. Because if she had stayed with Derek Chauvin, if she had went to his court case, people would target her. People will target her and want to kill her because they can't get to him. He's more protected in jail than her that's walking as a free woman because she doesn't have security. And it's a selfish act to kill somebody else knowing that you have a wife and family. You will be protected by COs if a man with a 10-inch dick doesn't screw you. You will be protected by COs. Your family is not protected. You know, so... I'm just celebrating this. I know it doesn't bring George Floyd back, but I know that it brings the family some form of solace. Um, But in other news, I see that this scary um, trend on TikTok. So there's this trend on TikTok where men are proposing that April 24th be National Rape Day. And what they're saying is that men will try to rape as many women as possible 
Um, it's growing a trend on social media. So I am very sickened by this because, you know, people like to say that feminists are not needed. But clearly, we have rape culture that people don't want to address. And why is this a trend for people to want to rape other women? I highly encourage women to start investing in self-defense classes and CCW classes because it seems like we are out to protect ourselves. We have to because some situations, some men feel like they don't need to protect us. So I am disturbed by this. I definitely recommend all women staying home. I definitely recommend that parents teach their children, their boys, not to rape and not the implications of rape. Because, I mean, there's many implications. Jail is one of them, but pregnancy, STDs, why is this encouraged on social media? I mean, why aren't the police investigating people threatening to rape other women on April 24th? We see this as a trend on TikTok. Should we wait until they start raping to, for you all to do something? Guys, these are my thoughts about these two topics. Make sure you like, share, and subscribe. And toodles.